You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of Triple Name Sports Show. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Kelly, joined, as always, by my broadcast partner, Mr. LFA Loco. Ah, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your jack-of-all-trades, LFA Loco, and nice save on that. I did, I did. I, I don't know where I was going with that. I, I definitely, I don't know. I'm in a good mood today, so it's going to be a loose <laughs> broadcast. I'm Not that I'm never in a good mood when we come up here. That makes me sound like I'm just like... Colin Coward. Yeah, I like how there's a post-it note in here that just says relax. So, you know, that's that's our word for the day. We're just going to relax. It's going to be a chill episode. Word of the day. Relax. <laughs> um, you know, my spring break came and went way too fast. It, it, it served its purpose, though. I got to recharge my batteries. Um, and now I'm just ready to knock out these final, what, six weeks of the semester? Yeah, there's yeah, six weeks left. And they're going to be crazy because with the weather delays and all these snow days we've missed and stuff like that, Everything in a semester is going to be pretty much packed into April. Yeah, if you yeah, think about yeah, yeah. it. I agree there. Um, that, it's, it's one, uh, this one friend looked at me and he said, oh, are, 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 do we have to make up some snow days? I'm like, no. no. There's no way they can. No, yeah, no. people graduate and go home. Exactly. If, no, there's no way we can do that. No. Did you do anything over spring break? I watched the Dan Patrick show a lot. Yeah, I know you, you – so you definitely – so you're a Danette now. Yeah. You love, yeah. You love the Dan Patrick show. And I don't blame you. It's a great show. Yeah, I, I went I went to my grandmother's uh, a lot over did the spring. Did she make you biscuits and gravy? Actually, she did. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy for that. But, uh, no, she – I went up there, you know, to visit my grandmother to spend some time with her. I'd to go. use her direct TV. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, she got rid of her direct TV. Oh. Uh, she, got, she got the same thing as me. So but, no more visits from El Jefe Loco? <laughs> No, she, uh, I went in there, you know, and she's, here, what do you want to watch? I just, I was watching it right before I came over there anyway. I'm mm-hmm. just, here, I just turned it on. There you go, mama. She's like, she's just sitting there watching it with me. I was like, are, are you sure you want to watch this? I was like, it's nothing but sports. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, I don't mind watching it. And uh, then they showed the wall of all the Sports Illustrated girls. And I was sitting there, I was like, my my cheeks was getting real red. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Great. Here it comes, and luckily I looked over and she's doing a word, a word puzzle. Nice. Cross, cross so she was just using this background noise. Yeah, I, crossword. I was like, I'm in the clear now. Relax. <laughs> yeah, relax, definitely. But I mean, I'm. I, I know you, you. You really like the show, and I'm a huge fan of the Dan Patrick Show. In fact, I listen to it almost every morning. You know, when I'm driving around town or whatever, and uh, just I think that's the, like who I want to. You know, you don't want to say you want to imitate somebody. But definitely, that's that's the the feel that I want this show to go into. Something like, not not I'm getting on a soapbox and I'm going to complain about you know injustices that are going on in the world, or I'm not going to get on there and berate people for their opinions or anything like that. I'm just going to have a real laid back show that that works to get you know quality guests and they have fun. And you can tell those guys have fun every day that they go and do this job. Oh yeah, and also my my favorite Danette. It's mm. got to be McLovin. You like McLovin? Yeah, because he's always he's always he loves to butt heads with Dan for some reason. Yeah, every time he's always sitting there trying to butt heads with them. Uh, Fritzy's not bad. 
Yeah. Fritzy's kind of funny. Yeah. He, uh, they always give him a lot of garbage. But this is not the Dan Patrick Review show, so... Um, <laughs> but just, you know... We're huge fans of yeah, the show. Yeah, huge fans of the show. Um, but let's go ahead and hop on into our show, the Triple Name Sports Show. Um, and I'm going to toss it over to none other than El Jefe Loco to get us, you know, looking into NASCAR. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this weekend, they're not they're, uh, they're not racing at all. Um, it's uh, And also, to everybody out there, happy Easter for this weekend. Yeah, definitely happy Easter. Yeah, happy Easter, happy uh, Good Friday and everything. But, uh, no, they're not racing this weekend. Uh, they're going. They're taking a week off, and then they're going to head to Texas. Um, I will do my Texas uh, stuff next week. But for this week, I will do a real quick recap of the uh, Martinsville race. Um, did you get to catch any of it? I did not. Um, I don't even remember what I did Wednesday. Oh, I do. Yeah, I do. I was doing, doing my housework. <laughs> I was doing dishes and uh, stuff like that. I'm, I was... Little housewife on Sunday. No, I, I was I was I was getting ready to head back here. Uh, me and my cousin started frying up hamburgers. And my cousin he hates NASCAR. Really? Hate. There's two sports he hates. Well, kind of three, but there's two that he really emphasizes on. He he hates NASCAR and he hates baseball. He thinks they are the most boring sports in the world. Has he been to either one live? His he's never been. To, he's never really been out of the state. Mm. Let's just say that. Because I, I think you know, I hate NASCAR. Uh, not I hate NASCAR. I agree with your, your your cousin. It's not the most interesting thing to watch unless there's Rex, and Martinsville has those. Oh yeah, there's and there was a, a lot this past weekend. I do know that because I was following it on Twitter. I do believe there was uh, 15 cautions, 15 or 16, and the most there's 21. So they didn't break the record. No, they didn't break the record. Time. But I mean, I, I tend to agree with people who say you know NASCAR is boring to watch on TV, or people who say baseball is boring to watch on TV. I'm one. I'm in the. I'm in that crowd of baseball is extremely boring to watch on TV. Can't do it. Can't bring myself to watch a game. They last forever. There's long moments of nothing going on. I, me, 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 and my brother. Are, it's like an old man sport. Well, I guess, TV. I guess, I guess, me and my brother are old man because we will sit there and we will watch NASCAR, we will watch baseball, we will watch basketball, we will watch football, we will watch any sport that's on TV as long as it ain't soccer or golf or tennis. See, soccer's not that bad. Soccer's not that bad. I can, I can watch World Cup soccer. I can't watch MLS. No, can't watch the the leagues over here. It's not. Nothing against those. Maybe, you know, I need to go to a live event and, you know, spark that fire. But for right now, just definitely can't get into MLS play. But, yeah, um, definitely definitely going to have to get your cousin out to a race to I, see if you can kind of ignite well, that fire well, in him like you have. Because, I mean, you're very passionate about it. Well, me, myself, I've never been to a race either. Yeah, but, I mean, you're, you're into it. You liked <laughs> yeah. it. That was something you watched with your dad, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my dad, we watched it all the time. Oh man! I, speaking of, I do not have my NASCAR with me today. Uh-oh. My lucky, my lucky Jeff Gordon card. But anyway, but no, my cousin, you know, he's sitting there. I'm cooking hamburgers and everything. I'm get, I'm packing up my stuff. I'm getting ready to come back here because uh, spring breaks in, and and he's sitting there. And he's like, okay, what's the deal with this? What's the deal with this? What's the deal? And you know, I'm sitting there. I'm explaining everything mm-hmm. to him, and he's eventually he's getting more and more into, into it. it. Yeah, yeah. And he's t- telling me. He said, you know, he said. They really have to. They really have to fight with these wheels. I was like, "Yeah." I said, "If you ever look in the car, I said they're literally on top of the wheel, sitting there fighting with it." And I said, "You have to have extreme, extremely good upper body yeah. conditioning to do it." And I said, "Also, they're fighting about three or four Gs when they're going into the into into the turn, and that's just a small track. It, these big tracks, they're fighting sometimes seven or eight. So, but anyway, 
that's it. That's how I was watching uh, the races. A little bit of a week. teacher. Yeah, well, I, that's how I was watching the races past weekend. But uh, the Martinsville recap. Um, to anybody that didn't watch it, uh, Denny Ham won one. He won his fifth uh, Martinsville race. Uh, well, his fifth grandfather clock. And um, they just got a room of just grandfather clocks now. Yeah, well, Jeff Gordon and, and J- Jimmy Johnson. I don't know if you see me tweet that photo out. Uh, they both have have eight each, eight grandfather clocks. I think I'd give them away as a gift. I think no house needs more than one grandfather clock, even if you need a grandfather clock in your they, house. Well, the reason why they, that, 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 uh, the grandfather clock is so special at that mm-hmm. track is because of the, the blue-collar roots mm-hmm. of, that, yeah. of, that, of that town. So when you get that, that's just like the town's giving back to you, and it's uh, a, lot of, a lot of drivers uh, cherish those. Yeah, those yeah, most definitely. And, and it's a big trophy. Yeah. Yeah, a grandfather clock. Yeah, I got – somebody pulls up – you want to see my little tiny ward? It's like three inches tall. You want to see my, my trophy? It just backs up. It's got a grandfather <laughs> clock behind him. Not to mention, Jeff Gordon's got like eight on a wall. It's like, yeah, 98, 97, 2002. Don't test me. <laughs> but, uh, no, um, Denny Hamlin won. Um, in, 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 in good fashion, all right, and I, I'll tell you what, one, one driver I was proud of. I was proud of Keselowski, and I know I've, I've given him hard, a hard time here on the show and on Twitter and everything, but I, I'm, I'm actually proud of him because him and Hamlin was fighting back and forth, and if anybody remembers last season, Hamlin and, and Keselowski got into it a, a time or two. With uh, I think Hamlin was trying to run over Keselowski with his car. That's how that's how heated they got. But uh, I, I was I was actually proud of Keselowski. He didn't go to dirty route and try to uh, try to wreck him or anything, and uh, it, that was really good. But one thing that uh, really was disappointing to me and to all all the other Jeff Gordon fans out there was, I think Gordon easily had the had a better car. Mm-hmm. I really do. I How think, did he finish up in that race? Um, he in in thirty laps, which you know at Martinsville ain't very long. Mm. And thirty laps, he went from the twenty second position up to the ninth. Nice. So, where did he end the day though? That that that's oh, that's how okay. Yeah, he ended it in the top ten, which you know he was he was fi- he was coming up up there. You know he was coming up up there with fire, and Just I think, ran out of time. Yeah, and I think if you know he had they if they had about ten or fifteen more laps, he would have been up there racing with them. Nice. But in my opinion, Gordon had the better car, but nonetheless, Hamlin won. Congratulations to him. Um, I've always been sort of a fan of Joe Gibbs racing anyway, so but uh, this is going this is sending us to Texas now. Nice. And week after next we will be heading to Texas. And uh also this past this past uh, weekend was uh Chase Elliott, the guy who's going to take Jeff Gordon's spot. This was his first race. Nice. How, his, how did he fare? He didn't fare too well. He didn't fare too well. <laughs> no, he wrecked. <laughs> well then he's he's right along with Jeff Gordon then. Yeah. I mean Jeff Gordon, especially if you're looking at this season, you know, his what, first three races he wrecked, or first two at least. Yeah, I think two or three. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, you know, maybe he's following his footsteps. But yeah, and yeah, he um he he did, he wrecked. Uh he said that he wanted to stay on the lead lap, but that didn't happen. But yeah, once once uh once they said Gordon was speeding on the uh on the um Pit, pit road i was uh, i just got up I was like, no this ain't happening now ready to go take okay. me back home i'm going to go cry in the corner now <laughs> go rub my lucky car hopefully he can come yeah. back <laughs> but yeah the next race is the duck commander 500 that's in texas of course yep. there's no race this weekend because it is easter weekend you know so um but yeah looking forward to the duck commander 500 
Yeah, with the Robertsons. Yeah, that. my 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 brothers are huge. Are you? Duck. I was gonna say, are you a huge fan of no. of no. Duck Dynasty? I try, I watched it uh, the, like the first two seasons. That's mm. because my brother had. Uh, that's the only thing he would play for like two days. <laughs> um, he's a huge fan of Duck Dynasty. Yeah. I mean, he has Duck Dynasty pillows. He has Duck Dynasty shirts. He has Duck Dynasty books. He has all the books. He has, you know, Dutch, Duck Dynasty plush toys. He even has Duck Dynasty underwear. Nice. Okay. Nice. And and it's funny because Cy, uh-huh. it, but this is, you know, my brother, he resembles a lot from Cy and Cy's antics mm-hmm. and how he is. My brother is just, just like, like him. Just like him. And this, and he acts like that before the show, if that says anything. Yeah. So, but no, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I, I was, but it got kind of old after a while. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, you know, in the first season, hey, this is a cool show, you know, all that. Um, and my, my girlfriend, she, you know, she likes it. She doesn't have Duck Dynasty underwear. She has some shirts. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's it's one of those shows that, I mean, it, it's a cool, it was a cool concept when it first came out. But I feel yeah. like it got way too commercialized, way too fast. They, yeah, they're everywhere. And, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely one of those things. But, I mean, you... Who knows how long that spotlight is going to be be on them? So they got to make as much money as they can from this. Well, they, they also—I mean, they're all rich already. So they, I mean, they, but they have a multi-billion-dollar company. That's it, true. And they're just like, yeah, you know, it, we don't really need this show, but we're going to commercialize it as much as possible. Well, like when they came down here to, to Charleston, right? Yeah, last year I think uh, who it was Sadie. It was Sadie. Um, her brother—I can't remember his name. John Luke. Yeah, John Luke. Um, Miss Kay, who is yeah, one, Phil's one, wife, who is who is one of my favorites, if I gotta say, um, her and Missy, and you know, I think everybody was there except for Willie. Yeah, I think Willie and uh, what's his brother's name, the older the older one, Jace. Yeah, I think Willie and Jace was the only ones that wasn't there. So. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely really we paid sixty bucks to let, set, have Did you go see him. Well, because my brother wanted to go <laughs> see him, so we paid two hundred dollars for four tickets to go watch them tell stories. And I'm sitting up there at the because we're in nosebleeder seats yeah, too, yeah. to mind you. All right, and I'm just sitting up there, just oh, I want to leave so bad. Yeah, I mean, was it stories that they didn't tell on on TV? It's, or was it stuff that you'd already heard? It's probably... I, I, I don't know. I didn't pay attention. My brother sat there and videotaped it with my phone and killed my phone battery. <laughs> and I love my brother to death, but <laughs> I was like, this is a complete waste of money. It's like, why are we doing this? And my mom was like, because I got my taxes. <laughs> We're doing this because your brother wants to and because, you know... It was a little bit of a payday. I was like, well, send me to the Daytona 500 if we're going to give out free charity, all right? <laughs> send me to the Daytona 500 or WrestleMania, all right? Come on. <laughs> send me to a Colts game, all right? I've already been to Marshall. Send me to a Colts game. <laughs> Have me meet Andrew Luck. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> that is my rant of the week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Moving right along now to the WVSU News and Notes section. First order of business, uh, we have, you know, earlier in the offseason, Coach Powell took a promotion to go to James Madison University, and we, we talked about that and how we hope everything works out for him and his family, and we talked about how he, you know, that he was an awesome coach, not only for the team, but an awesome person, and wished him all but the best of luck, or all the best of luck. Uh, well, his replacement has um, has been named, and his replacement is a young man, um, 
named Jonathan DeCoster, who is from Miami, Florida, and played collegiately for the University of Louisiana Lafayette as an offensive lineman. Uh, in addition to being named offensive line coach, he will also be responsible for strength and conditioning here at West Virginia State as well. Uh, coach DeCoster, he comes to WVSU after spending time as a graduate assistant at the University of Nevada in Reno, where he had been in that position since 2013. So he's, he's very young. Yeah, he's, 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 he was born in 87, so he's a year older than me. Oh, okay, okay. He's a year older than me, so he'll, he, he he'll came, be 28. He came about in the fall of 87. Yeah, so he'll be, you know, he'll be, you know. But it's it's awesome. But the coaches I've here at the Institute is definitely real young. I think yeah. I'm older than a few of the coaches, and the rest are right around my age. So it's it's really a young young coaching staff. Um, and it's also a close-knitted coaching Yeah, because they all followed each other from Sioux Falls and, like, or their ex-players. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Coach, Coach Jackson, yeah, Coach, Coach Anderson. Jackson, yeah. Yeah, them, that's a perfect example because we was, you know, we're riding back from, I think it was Cleveland with them. Mm-hmm. And Coach Jackson, Jackson's sitting there talking about how he's known, he, he's, he remembers when Coach Anderson's kids was born. I was sitting there like, you've known him this long? Yeah, they definitely, I mean, it's a very close-knit family already. And uh, so, so you know, just want to you know wish Coach DeCoster nothing but success here in Institute West Virginia, and I'm uh, just really looking forward. You know, the spring game is coming up. You know, April 25th. In fact, I got something on that right here. I'll let El Jefe Loco read that, and then we will uh, talk some more about WVSU news and notes. Uh, WVSU head football coach John Anderson, along with the staff and players, will be holding the third annual Yellow Jackets Kids Day at Dickerson Stadium on Saturday, April 25th. The clinic is open free free of charge to children in kindergarten through the eighth grade. Check-ins begin at 9:30 a.m. and the clinic the clinic runs from 10 a.m. until noon. A parent and guardian must accompany ch- uh, a child each child to check-in tables. The annual WVSU spring game will begin at 3 p.m. later that day. And we'll be open to all friends free of charge. So it's definitely, you know, it's coming around. It's going to be here before we know it. Um, the semester's it, already flying by. Yeah, the semester's already flying by. And it's, you know, it's going to be, the semester going to be done and over with before we know it. I think I've got like 66 days till I go to Disney, so I cannot wait. Counting yeah. down those days. I got I got 66 days until I got a good job. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to look at it. That's, that's Yeah. Till I, till I can get some stacks. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be able to feed myself. Um, but put, yeah, put food on my table. Uh, WVSU athletes of the week brings us to two athletes from around <clears throat> campus, and this week we have Tyler Payne and Sydney Kaplan from WVSU basketball and softball, respectively. Tyler Payne, a senior catcher from Hurricane West Virginia and a chemistry major, won this week's WVSU athletic of the athlete of the week thanks to a great day on the field. Tyler was nine of twenty-one at the plate, batting 429, and drove in four runs as WVSU posted a 4-2 and record over the weekend. Sydney Kaplan, junior outfielder from Milton, West Virginia, has been a bit – has been on a bit of – has been on a bit of a hot streak lately, as this is her second time winning this award in as many weeks. Sydney had eight, eight hits in 22 at-bats last week. A three a point three six four average as the Yellow Jackets posted a five three record over the weekend. Yeah, so congratulations to um, to those two, but also congratulations to these next two softball players as well, um, Alana Wayant and Sabrina Shouten. As the pa- as this past weekend, they were able to rewrite the record books here in Institute West Virginia. Uh, on Sunday, Wayant hit her thirtieth career home run, tr- tying the school record at thirty with former Yellow Jacket Brittany Hyatt, who, uh, who played here 
from 2009 to 2012. And here's a look at the um, the most home runs for the program. You have Alana Wayant with 30, Brittany Hyatt at 30, Maddie Best at 27, Jessica Osborne at 26, Margaret Osborne at 21, Sydney Kaplan at 18, Kim Darby at 17, Chris Taylor at 17, and Sheena Smithers at 15. And the only two active players on that list right now are Alana Wayant and Sydney Kaplan. Um, so definitely... Sydney Kaplan has a chance to get up there to uh, Alana's record right there, topped at number 30. And Sabrina Schutner stole three bases in the sweep of Ohio Valley, and in doing so, places her name at the top of most stealing bases in career with 67. Schutner could have some company real soon, as her teammate Hannah Griffith currently has 67, uh, 65 yeah. right now. Typo. Yeah, that was my bad. 65 <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, most... You know, the most stolen bases, you've got, you know, Sabrina Shouten, 67. She's active. Hannah Griffith, 65. She's active. And then you've got Heather Allen at 65, Poppy Ramey at 53, Maddie Best at 37, Angel Bailey at 32, Sheena Smithers at 27, and Jessica Osborne at 22. So definitely, you know, it's, it's you know, it's we haven't had a chance to get out to a softball game to air. We're definitely working on that softball and baseball as well. We really want to get out there and do it. It's just a matter of getting our schedules to line up. Yeah. Um, but definitely keep keep tuning in because we're going to get one out there to you guys. Yeah. Ev- eventually, we're going we're going to get to it. Just schedule wise, like we said, it's been a crazy semester. Yeah. That and it's it's just it's been scheduling hell yeah. here lately. Uh, M- MEC happenings, new segment. That's eh, so, sort of it's yes. an old one, but we brought it back. Yeah. Yeah. We we're reviving it with a defibrillator. Um, the NCAA has released the names of the 10 officials who will officiate the upcoming Final Four in Indianapolis. Uh, among these being named are Mike Edis, the, MEC, the Mountain East Conference Supervisor of Men's Basketball Officials. Uh, MEC has released their weekly standings for both ba- baseball and softball, and here is how the standings are shaping out. 2015 MEC baseball standings overall. We have Shepard at 20-2 20, 20 overall and 20-2 and in conference play. We have Notre Dame ten and six overall, ten and four ten and four in conference play. West Liberty sixteen and eight overall, twelve and six in conference play. Then we have West Virginia State twelve and nine overall, twelve and six in conference play. Then we have Concord coming in at number five, fourteen and nine overall, thirteen and seven in conference play. Then we have West Virginia Wesleyan seven and eight overall, six and eight in conference play. Coming in at number seven, we have Wheeling Jesuit at six and thirteen overall, five and nine in conference play. UVA Wise, five and sixteen overall, five and nine in conference play. University of Charleston, seven and thirteen overall, six and thirteen in conference play. Urbana University, six and fifteen overall, five and thirteen in conference play. Fairmont State, four and sixteen overall, four and fourteen in conference play. And to round up the men's Baseball, well, the MEC baseball standings at number twelve, Glenville State, four and twenty overall, four and fourteen in conference play. Taking it over to the softball side of things now for the Mountain East Conference softball standings, we have first place team Concord with twenty two wins overall and eight losses overall, with a ten and zero perfect record in the Mountain East Conference. Number two, West Virginia Wesleyan, 17 and five overall, with a nine and one conference record. University of Charleston at the, th- at the third spot with 22 wins overall and four losses, and they're 8-2 in conference play. 
Willing Jesuit is 11-11 overall and 7-3 in conference play. West Virginia State is in fifth place in the in the Mountain East Conference softball standings at 13-9 overall and 5-5 in conference play. Number six, Notre Dame College, 8-16 overall, 5-5 in conference play. Number seven, Fairmont State, 12-7 overall and 4-6 in conference play. Number eight, UVA Wise, 4-12 overall with a 4-6 conference record. Number nine, Shepard, 10-9 overall, 3-7 in conference play. Number 10, Glenville State, 7-17 overall with a 3-7 conference record. Number 11, Urbana University, 7-20 overall and 2-8 and in conference play. And West Liberty, number 12, what with an 8 and 22 overall record and they're still searching for their first Mountain East Conference record going 0 and 10 as of right now and that's going to do it for the uh, MEC happenings and um, we're getting ready to move into the <clears throat> bad news segment right now and uh, without further ado here's uh, some little bad news Barrett to get us uh, to get us going well I'm afraid I've got some bad news kicking off the bad news segment is none other than the soccer story I sounded very exciting when I said that. Phenomenal job by the organizers of today's uh, Argentina-El Salvador friendly, which was played at FedEx Field outside of Washington, D.C. That song, well, the song that is being played to isn't the Salvador National Anthem, but probably the Manx. That'd be the Isle of, My- of Man National Anthem. Considering that over 100,000 Salvadoran immigrants live in the Washington metro area and they made up a large portion of the crowd, that's a pretty big error to make. Unbelievably, the game seems to have gone even worse from there. It was a bitter 35 degrees at kickoff and in the high 20s with wind chill. And neither Leonel Messi nor nor Sergio Arguero took the field in Argentina's two to nothing win. There were also numerous complaints on Twitter about crowd control issues and a a, a what? Positive? Yeah. Somehow this is probably all Dan Snyder's fault. Yeah, I mean how do you mix up a country's national anthem? Like that's simple. Like you it's their national anthem. It's not like they have like it's not like a top hit song in their country that changes, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's not like okay, it's not like say you go you're you can US Google team. it. Yeah. Say you're the U.S. team and you're in some country playing, and it's not like they're going to play like a top forty hit from you know from from contemporary hits radio. They're well, going to play your national anthem. Well, like, ain't like you're going to have the MLB All Star Game and you're going to play the Canadian uh, national anthem. Yeah, which I think they do. That's a horrible example. We're going to go with the, we're going to go with the Pro Bowl in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, definitely you you have one job. Like I'm sure whoever was responsible for putting these. You know the the intros together. I mean, you had one job. Like it's like the the, the Twitter account uh, I follow, and it's you had one job. And yeah, it's, it's just a bunch of people that is messed up, and it's you had one job. Like there was, I seen one today, and it's like you had one job, one job staircase maker, and it was this elaborate stairs that going up to nothing to a wall to a wall <laughs> to a wall, and it's like why? But yeah, it definitely, definitely. I don't know how you make that goop, and it's not like. This is some team, like like the article said, you know, they, there's a huge population of Salvadorian immigrants that live in the metro D.C. area. How do you not? It, it, it was it was funny also, the, the, the look on the player's face. They was like, what? Yeah. What? what? What country do they think we're from? Like, <laughs> where are we at right now? I'm just. It, it, was, it was really bad. Uh, the second story, Mr. Whammy. He's a Nets super fan. He is my new hero. <laughs> you know, if you're not familiar with him, if you if you don't know Mr. Whammy, shame on you. 
the kind of that's the kind of stuff we report on here on this show. Um, Mr. Whammy, he's a net super fan. He's a he's also he lo- seventy nine years. Yeah, I was old. say he looks like anybody's grandpa. He just just like um, he looks like Whitey Duvall actually from Eight Crazy Nights. Have you seen that? That's what it reminds me of. Um, he's got the comfort. <laughs> but you know he's he's a super fan and he's got permission from the Nets. He goes down when when opposing teams are going to go take a foul shot. He puts a little witchcraft on the guys. You know, he does these the little dance and does these little hand motions and just, you know, really just tries to psych the players out. And, you know, most people don't have a problem with it. You know, the NBA is kind of cool with how they let players interact with mascots or, like, super fans and stuff like that because you got the Lopez brothers that beat up on mascots. Like, they, they just – Brooke Lopez does not like mascots, so he, you know – he beats them up. Like hey, I mean, it's all for show, we're, but we're, we're the same. We're the same way. I do not like mascots. Yeah, LFA Loco is not a big fan of mascots. But anyway, the super fan he goes down. He's not on the court, and he's down there just you know doing his doing his magic. And um, LeBron James took offense to it. Like he had a really problem with it. He went to. He actually went up and complained to the head of security or the head of officiating. I think it was about you know the fan being down there, and the guys went up to him and. You know, said you know, hey, why don't you please just go sit back down? And after the game, um, two things happened that were funny. After the game, they asked the reporters were asking LeBron about you know because there was a rumor that Mr. Whammy was told to go back to his seat or he'd have to leave, and it was because of LeBron complaining. LeBron didn't answer the question. He basically hit him with a to next question, next question type deal. And uh, so that that kind of makes you look bad, LeBron. Come on now, he's a 79 year old man who goes up there and and. Does a little dance. If you can't make a foul shot because of that, you know, hey, why, why, yeah, why are you, being, why are you, why are you being compared you to some king? of the greats? Yeah. yeah, why are you being compared to some of the greats if you can't make a a foul shot because you got a a seventy near seventy nine year old man that goes by the name of Mister Whammy? Yeah, and they um, they have this. Then um, the second funny thing that happened with it was Mister Whammy. There was reporters hanging out by the press box, and Mister Whammy was walking by him at the end of the game, and he was like, yeah, he was like, he was like. You know, it's an honor to be to be um, responsible for the most black blocked foul shots in the league. And he said, uh, he said, Mr. Whammy gets for the win or something like that, and just walked off. And so, like, I mean, he's definitely just a cool character. Love to get Mr. Whammy on the show. So, if if there's anybody that knows how to get in contact with Mr. Whammy, please put us in touch with the with he's this gentleman because he's he's Alhefe's new hero, um, and would love to have him come on the show. So, Mr. Whammy, if you're one of our listeners. Please, we'd love to have you come on. Uh, with that, I'm going to toss it over to another great story. This, this, okay, this segment is basically, it's the theme of this segment today is about fans heckling players. Yeah, pretty and, much. And uh, there's a there's a fan up in uh, I do believe it's it's Canada, and uh, it's not even it's not even a pro team. Okay, it's not even really a pro team. Yeah, it's a junior hockey. Team. Yeah, and they're 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 ages eighteen to twenty two. Yeah, they're not kids. I mean, but they're definitely. They're, it's not professional hockey. Yeah, yeah. And so this guy is a super fan, and he's been banned <laughs> from he's been banned from uh, se- several several different uh, hockey ranks. And uh, I do believe the 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 gentleman's name is Corey Sims. I do believe that that is what his name is, but. Um, no, he is a he is a super fan of the of the Caps, the St. John's Caps, and um, he takes pride in being a heckler. Yeah, he definitely just goes out there and he yells at players, yells at coaches. I the one thing that was kind of kind of crappy of him that that I've read about him 
was when a player got hurt and had to be carried off the yeah, ice, that. he blocked him. He blocked the people from taking him off the ice. Like he stood in the way so the the paramedics or whoever was carrying this player off the ice couldn't get off. Which that's my only thing that I I have a problem with. The rest of it I find hilarious. I, if, if if something like that happened and I was and, and say okay say that's my teammate and they're trying to get him off the ice, okay and and I got this this he calls himself a professional heckler in the doorway. I'm going to ask them politely to move first, okay, to get my friend off the ice. And if he doesn't move, I'm going to ask the paramedics politely to move. And then I'm just going to get a, a running start at him because I have a skating start. A skating start, and I'm just going to take him out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it, what it reminds me of is, like, it's it kind of – have you ever seen the movie The Goon? I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of like that, but also kind of like um, Happy Gilmore. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, what I that's, imagine that's, this guy's like. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking of Happy Gilmore. Like, the part where he's um, – He's getting ready to take, he's he's getting ready to to take the uh, take on the, the alligator, mm-hmm. and I that just that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, he definitely reminds me, you know, of, of the character that ha- and Happy Gilmore. But yeah, he, a professional hackler, he- heckler, not a hackler. I don't know what a hackler is. Professional heckler, <laughs> um, Mr. Whammy, super fan. So definitely a common theme. Uh, this next story, though, it definitely takes you know the the it's been you know kind of upbeat. These, these bad news stories, they have been kind of tongue-in-cheek. This next story, though, it, it really, quite frankly, I mean, it pissed me off. I mean, I have a daughter. I also have a brother who has special needs. Um, he has, he saw, suffers from Asperger's autism. And so, like, this next story kind of hits home because, you know, it, it's it's really just, just bull crap. Um, basically, that's the PG version. Yeah, right? yeah. Then that's me really trying to ref- restrain myself. Um, but, you know, out in Kansas, there was a, there was a school that <clears throat> offered – um, you know, special special needs players the chance to to play. You know, sports. They played against other teams that had special needs players. Um, well, a mom, you know, went out like any mother or father that has a child who plays sports in high school. They get them. They get them a leather, Letterman jacket. So she went and bought him. You know, a leather jacket and got him the Letterman and you know gave him a Letterman jacket. Well, somebody's parent. Like, how petty are you that a kid's oh, parent I- at this school? I got a comment on that. You just keep going. A kid's parent at this school went up to the principal, told him about the said student, you know, with special needs that had the varsity jacket that his parents bought for him because he was, you know, playing high school sports, um, went up to him. So the principal comes out, and the principal either – I, I, I don't want to say he's an idiot, but, I mean, you can't be that smart. I mean, because he issued a statement – Basically saying that, you know, because other schools in the area, and it, I believe it t- it's East Wichita High, yeah. does this. They they have the same program, but they award Letterman jackets to their athletes because for them, this is their varsity level. This is what they play on. And so the big argument at this school that doesn't allow it is saying that it's not varsity competition. Well, for them, it is. You know, the Special Olympians, you know, special athletes that compete in the Special Olympians, there are people, they could be probably, you know, any, I guess, quote-unquote normal. I mean, and I hate to use that word, but any person who's not suffering from a special, you know, from, from a disorder that makes this person, you know, whether they have autism or anything like that, they're some, they're still athletes, and they're still supremely talented, and it takes a lot to get to that level. So for you to say, well, you know, because they don't compete at a traditional level of competition that we value as a varsity, that, that's complete bullcrap. Like, and I think, you know, the principal's an a 
a dummy because he comes out and issues a statement saying, well, you know, we looked into it, but we're just not going to do it. That's not for us. Like, how, like, you look like the biggest, like, biggest jerk. And again, I'm really scrambling around in my head trying to make, keep this clean. He, he is. I'm sitting here watching. Because, like, I mean, like I said, I, it kind of hits home for me, and it, it's just ridiculous. And I mean, there's a, there's a petition going right now on changeup.org. Um, if you know, if you, if you find this story and it, it touches you like it's touched me, definitely go out there and sign this petition because these are, these are athletes too. And these are more importantly, these people are human beings that are being, you know, they always, they already look, get looked down upon so much in life just because of the simple, you know, their disorder or their, the way that they do certain things or anything like that. And, it, and it's complete bullcrap. There's still people too. And for these, this young man to go out and, you know, play at a competitive level against other athletes that are on the same skill set and for a school to say, well, you know, we don't really value that because it's not varsity enough. That's bullcrap. You know, the, it just it really uniform, irks me. Put, yeah. a, put a uniform on him. He was, he was pretty big, too. Yeah. And so, I mean, definitely, you know, it's if it moves you, if it touches you like that, definitely go out and sign the petition. I have. I encourage you to if it if it touches you as, as well. And I'm going to toss it over to you so that way you can get take your give your take on it. Because <laughs> I know you're waiting over there patiently. I am. I, I'm the patient one in all this. But, uh, no, it, when I was reading this, all right, I, I watched – well, I didn't really read yeah, it. Yeah, because there's a video that yeah. – that we have in our show notes. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I normally when I get up in the morning, I, I'll and if there's a video, I'll sit there, I will listen to the video while I'm getting ready. And uh, you did not have that one there. Yeah, no, I just <laughs> added it this afternoon. <laughs> but uh, no, um, when when the lady was sitting there talking about it being a parent, my idea was okay. You noticed the haircut that the lady was wearing? She had that haircut that like I would like to talk to the manager. It's like really long in the front and really, really short in the back. Yeah. yeah. Well, I expected the, the parent. This is what I was picturing. The parent that, that complained was had that same haircut. All right. And if y'all are, y'all know what haircut I'm talking about, just if you, and if not, Google it. It's called the May I please talk to the manager. And she had that haircut with some highlights in it. All right. And she has affliction jeans on and and the affliction purse and everything. And she she's got the, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes, and she went pounds she, Red Bulls. Yes, yes, and she's got those big bug eyed sunglasses on, or, or she's got them up to where it's just in her hair. Yeah. yeah, okay. And her and 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 her kid is like the mediocre player. Yeah, who, that, who didn't get a Letterman jacket? Yeah, yeah. That has that has. That, that, uh, that, I'm it, sure that's exactly what it is. It's somebody whose kid didn't get a Letterman jacket, and they saw. They're like, "Wait a minute, this kid I, has one, but I, my son doesn't. It doesn't make sense." Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's somebody's parent whose kid, whose little Johnny, who, who, didn't get who it. has who has that haircut with highlights in it. It's got to be. I've, this is exactly how I was picturing, and their kid is sitting there with their Beats headphones on and their Justin Bieber haircut, and this kid is allergic to work. That is what I have to say about it. <laughs> that is that is my take on it. But yeah, it's I mean again, it's just it's it's ridiculous. It really is. It's they definitely should not it's, have it's, stripped. It's pity. It's pity. It it really is pity. It's extremely pity. Pity is a great word for that. I don't I don't like to say petty because that's my last name. <laughs> yeah. Um, this next story, I kind of stuck it in there because I I stumbled across it while I was actually they were talking about it on the radio today. Excuse me. Uh, you know, the fight of the century. Mayweather versus Pacquiao. You know, it's coming. It's going to happen. Oh, I've, before you do that. Yeah. Yesterday, um, this pertains to Manny Paco. Okay, you know Manny Paco's jump shot. No, I'm not familiar with that. Well, type it in. It's funny, okay? Manny Paco's jump shot is kind of like Floyd Mayweather's his style choices, all right? 
Manny Paco cannot do can, he cannot shoot a basketball. Uh-huh. He he jumps up in the air and he's got the ball right above his head and he rears his arms back and just throws it. And I and yesterday we were sitting there doing uh we was playing horse, me and my brothers uh-huh. was. And yes, we all kept doing the Manny Paco shot and I almost threw my shoulder out of, out of nice. place. But anyway, keep going. I had to put that in there. <laughs> um, you know, the the fight of the century's coming. It's been coming. It's been, is it going to happen? It, it's going to happen. It won't happen. It's going to happen. It'll never happen. It's definitely going to happen. You know, it's finally going to happen. I predict that restaurants like Hooters, Quaker Steak, Buffalo Wild Wings, those places that show, you know, UFC fights, boxing fights, um, you know, WrestleManias, pay-per-views, stuff like that. I figure those restaurants are going to be pretty packed because the price tag on this is ninety nine dollars? Yep. For for this for the HD and it's eighty nine dollars for standard def. Um, I'm not paying that. No, I, I, that's why I said I would definitely. I'm not even interested in it, but it's the best boxing bout that we've had in twenty years. I'm not that interested in it. If I was, I would definitely go to Buffalo Wild Wings and eat some food and I'm you know not, take I mean, care taking the game or the my, match that way. Me and my buddies have already talked about. It. We're all going to Hooters. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean it's. There's no it, you'd be dumb when you when there is that option you would be dumb not to go somewhere and eat and watch this and we we done said if we have to we will show up there four hours early for that fight just hang out just to hang out okay we will hang out till that fight just so we can get a seat in there yeah so Hooters be ready Hooters Canal City right probably yeah yeah Hooters in Canal City. How many people, maybe they listen, how many people do you need a table for? Maybe you can use your clout. <laughs> four, four. Hooters in Canal City. We need four, ta- four, a table for four on the night of the Manny Pacquiao um, may, may, Mayweather may. fight. Yeah, yeah, just just put a put a little card there, Mike. Yeah, just put a, just put a Jefe Loco as the, as the nameplate. And uh, definitely, definitely be on the lookout for that. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah. I'll go to I'll go to Hooters and be like, oh, you're El Jefe? Yeah, yeah. What? You're the guy that comes here and eats eats like four bowls of wings. Yeah, that's I'm that me. guy too. That's me. I'm I'm one and the same. El Jefe and the man who loves chicken wings. Yeah, we we called. I called my buddy last night because we we was going to go to Hooters. I went to Hooters yesterday. Yeah, we, uh, up in Beckley. Yeah, we was about to go to Hooters yesterday, and I called my buddy and I said because uh, he he goes to Hooters more than any of us. If none of us will go, he'll go by himself. He doesn't care. And I called him and I said, "Do you want to go to Hooters?" He said, "Ah, I can't." I was like, "What?" Huh? What's wrong? <laughs> I was like, are, are you okay? Yeah. It's like, I, I got to go to Beckley real quick. Yeah. Like, what the? Okay, whatever. Yeah, um, I went to Beckley yesterday. It, my daughter's on spring break, so we went up there to the coal mine that you can tour. We went and did that. And then um, my daughter loves Hooters. Um, Smart girl. She she goes there, and she uh, she loves her chicken wings. So we went there yesterday for dinner. And, uh, yeah, so we I think my waitress was Kennedy. So shout out to Kennedy from Beckley Hooters. Good service. I like I like Hooters, but I and in all honesty, I like Quaker. I like I like Quaker better. I like Quaker's wings. Yeah, I like the wings. Um, I like Buffalo Wild Wings sandwiches. Hooters. I mean, it's decent food. I'm not. I mean, but I'm not. Hooters. Is, Hooters is close to me. It house. makes me feel un, not uncomfortable, but it's it's kind of like a single man's. You definitely don't want to go there with your daughter True. and your fiance like it's a really awkward situations so i mean yeah for single guys or a group of guys yeah hooters is awesome i've been there i've eaten there it's good food and stuff like that but it's a little awkward when it's you know when it's your fiance because you you i mean even i'm not looking at them like that but i just want to make sure i got to keep my eyes straight forward so that way it's no arguments on the way oh i saw the way you were looking checking out her butt 
Nope, I was uh, glancing at something else. I'm Not sorry, bad. all right? She's attractive. She just, she looked at me and she <laughs> wanted to go to the, no, I couldn't do it. I love you, baby. It made me feel, it made me feel like a person. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, that's a great way if you ever say that. I mean, that'd be a great way to get a one-track ticket to the doghouse and sleep it on the couch. So yeah, definitely just keep that in mind if you're, <laughs> if you're in that boat right there. Um, but yeah, that's been our... We talked a lot, a lot about restaurants, Quaker Steak, Hooters, Buffalo Wild Wings. So, you know, Cause, free plug cause, Friday. Cause, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, chicken wings are, are awesome. They are. I do like chicken wings. Do you go spicy or sweet? Spicy. Spicy. I, a little bit both. Okay, Quaker Steak, what, do you, what, do you, what kind of wings do you eat there? Um, What's your flavor? Arizo- flavor of choice. Go to uh, Arizona Quaker? Ranch. Arizona Ranch. It's my girlfriend's. Mine is Louisiana Liquor. I, okay, you know the Buckeye that I got there? Buckeye's hot. Nobody told me that. Yeah, with a name like Buckeye, like I was sitting there thinking, okay, Buckeye, Ohio, I don't think of Ohio as being spicy. It won't be that hot. So I got it. And it's like it's like a magenta evil collar uh, <laughs> sauce. And it's, like, it's like the scarlet of the, of the Ohio State Buckeye. Yeah, and it definitely will heat you up. Nobody told me that. Yeah, no, I I made that mistake once. But the, but the Louisiana one, I like it too. It's, I like it. It's, it's got it's, a good little kick. It's a little sweet. And I'm really hungry for for Quaker steak apparently right now. <laughs> okay, what do you order at Hooters? Again, I don't eat there all too often. I yesterday I got the the strip tease or the strip cheese sandwich. It was, oh. but it was my fault. I ordered Cajun. I thought it would be spicy mm-hmm. or or good. Um, it was <laughs> not. So basically, I took my chicken tenders off because it's chicken tenders on Texas toast with provolone cheese on it. Yeah, I took my chicken tenders off. Because they were, I just couldn't do it, and I just had a grilled cheese sandwich. So I, when we go there, we order um, the the buffalo sauce, mm-hmm. the, the buffalo dip, and and chips. We always order that for an appetizer, and then you know, if you know, their appetizers are huge though too. Cause yeah, we got, we got fried pickles yesterday, and it was there was four of us at our table, and I mean, we didn't even eat all of them. I I, I, I hate pickles. They try to get me to eat pickles all the time. I'm like, no, just go away with it. But, uh, no, we get that, and I get that, what is it, the Samurai? I think that's what it's called, Samurai Teriyaki or something. Yeah, I get my, that. Uh, my nephew yesterday, he got uh, General Tso's. I like, I like I like General Tso's ones from a Chinese restaurant. That's what he said. He said it's good from a Chinese restaurant from Hooters. It was good. He said it was good, but not, you know, not compared when you think about it from a Chinese standpoint. Yeah, not like China Buffet. Yeah. We got to quit talking about food because I'm starving, and it's. I, yeah. I don't think I'll be eating dinner for a while, so. Yeah, we oh, can quit talking about food. I, <laughs> we are we are large men that love food. If y'all okay, if y'all ever want to like bake us stuff or make us uh, a food, kind of like a fluffy when people make make cakes for, them, send up some chicken wings. Yeah, definitely some chicken wings would be good. Be good for for us. My I don't mouth, like bone my, in though, so that yeah, would have my, to be my, bone out. But please make it bone, boneless. I love it when it's boneless. Yeah. My mouth is watering. We got to stop. Let's go to the next segment. (laughs) All right. So we are moving on to the Snap Jab segment. Finish him. Hooters is awesome. (laughs) And I will toss this over to you, Mr. El Jefe Loco, to do the first story. I didn't get that. Oh. Nope, I don't got that one right down. You don't have the snap jabs? No, I got I got two. I've, I didn't get to that one yet. Okay, well then I will take it. Yeah, yeah, you go ahead and take it. I got the next one. Okay, the first story is about the Patriots. 
Um, you know, the rule meeting happened, I guess that was, what, two weeks ago? The rule meeting out at the owners, the owners meeting out in Arizona. Um, Bill Belichick threw a fit because they, they didn't want to put cameras on the goal line, which I think is a pretty smart idea to do that. I think it would cut down a lot of those. Well, I think those were in. Well, I don't think those were in. I think if you have visual evidence and you have more than one camera on it, if you have three cameras, one on each pylon and then one over top, I think that rules out, you know, the fact that if the ball crossed the plane or not. I think that would clear that up immediately. I, f- I feel like they should just put GoPros on their hel- helmets. <laughs> that, I mean, that'd be a unique way to watch a game. That'd be a really cool way to watch a game. Well, there's, a, there's several college, college teams that are starting to do that now. That'd be a really cool. That'd be really cool to watch a game like that. And you can't even tell. Okay, they put it right there between the uh, the, the the buckles yeah. and the face mask. They put it right there, and you can't even tell. That's really cool. Definitely. I mean, that would, and you could even charge extra. I know the NFL loves to to do that. I mean, you could probably even. There are some fans who would be like, "Yes, sign me up for the <laughs> eyes of the player." You'd be like, "See, see how you get. A, you've watched the game on Sunday. Now see it how Tom Brady sees it." So, I mean, like, you could, you know. See it, how Tom Brady sees it. I'm on the radio. <laughs> I Did you, um, but anyway, the the Patriots, Bill Belichick got mad about that, which I think rightfully he should have. It was, it was I think it was a just rule. Uh, but I feel, I feel like he got mad, but he didn't, he didn't change his facial expression. Oh, no, he got real mad. He, he got, they said he cursed a lot. Well, that's, that's. Like, that's, I mean, like, they said he was real animated in it, too. Oh, um, I have to look this up. But, well, they were talking about it. And um, but anyway, the rule that the NFL did pass bans um, the rule, the play or the type of play that the Patriots used to beat my Ravens. Um, it was where they checked a eligible receiver into an ineligible wide receiver and didn't give the, the Ravens plenty of time to um, make those substitutions. Because when that happens, you're supposed to go over and tell the team captain of the rate of the defense, hey, so and so is ineligible, this so they can make their adjustments. So that way, it's you know it's a competitive a competition type thing. Well, that didn't happen, so the NFL banned that. I think they should have. Um, this tells you how because really, really, it screwed over both of our teams. It, yeah, it really did. But it tells you how much te- other teams hated it. The Steelers and Ravens hate each other. The Steelers owner came out and said that the Ravens got jobbed because of that play, and that there was no place for that play in football. And that's true. I mean, if you're going to do it, that's cool. Let them report, but you've got to give them enough time to make their defensive alignment and substitutions. So that's my piece on that. Did you see where Tom Brady went cliff diving? I've I've seen bits and pieces of it. It's kind of like I I didn't want to watch it because they was making it seem like oh he goes cliff diving oh he's he's in the Bahamas playing basketball with Michael Jordan. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm sitting here on my couch eating Cheetos. Leave me alone. But I mean, it was kind of I bet all Patriot fans across the entire fandom were sweating bullets when Tom Brady not so much playing basketball with Michael Jordan. I mean, Achilles tendons and stuff can get torn. You can get hurt, but. I doubt it was a very physical game of basketball. Michael Jordan's, you know, he still got it, but he's getting up there in age. And it was a three-on-three basketball game, so I doubt he was going to get hurt that. But cliff diving, like, I mean, definitely, and watching the video, it's definitely hold-your-breath type of deal. And I, I'm the type of person I hate heights. I too. hate heights, too, so I would have never gone up there. No, like, we go to Summersville, and they, they always try to get me to jump off there. You haven't jumped off the rocks to Summersville? Nope, I won't do it. It's not that bad. I will not I will not do it. I've done I, it. It's illegal. I know it's illegal, but it's I've, illegal. It's like it's like you know there you know there's some of those the the, the stop signs mm-hmm. the the street lights that says red and, and 
it's got the red arrow pointing to the right, and it says don't, no turn on red, and everybody still turns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like one of those rules that it's there, but we don't acknowledge it. Well, I mean, like, some of the rocks, like, I've, I only jump off, like, a couple rocks, and they're not, like, the real date. I mean, because it can kill you. You can die Yeah. from it. I don't jump off from, like, the really, really high rocks from Somerville. When we go camping, there's a, there's a rock near to our campsite. It's maybe six feet off the water. I'll jump off that. I'm not cliff diving by any means, oh, but I'll jump off that, and it's 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 really cool. But you got to jump a way out because it's so shallow right there. But it's it's fun. I like it. Yeah, I'm good on that. Like uh-uh, I'm too fat. That's a You'd lot. Fall of, way too fast. Yeah, that's a lot of gravity, man. That's gravity pushing against me. Do, do you realize what would happen if I hit the hit the wrong way? No, I ain't got no legs. I am. I just I just got turned into a midget. No, that's not happening. And I'm already short enough. I'm five five, no five six without my boots on. But no, that's not happening. It's never gonna happen. I just go into the water, all right. And where I'm so fat, you just float. I float. I just float around, and everybody's sitting there laughing at me. But it's cool, and I like it. That's why I don't want. That's why I'm trying to lose weight, but I don't want to lose all my weight. <laughs> you want to still be able to float? Yes, because I, and also I identify myself as a fat man. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, just, I just got a lot of rants today. <laughs> you do. You do. I'm liking the energy we're coming with today. <laughs> okay, next story. The story that I actually have wrote down. Wrigley Field is finally starting to look like a real ballpark. Again. Just kidding. The Cubs just finished erecting the new Jumbotron, but there are still two gaping holes where the left and right field bleachers are supposed to be, and they are going to be there for a while. Yesterday... A rather defensive Coke spokesman uh, trumpeted the completion of the massive new video board. We'll also reentering uh, that the stadium will be without large chunks of seating for the next two months. From the Chicago, this is from the Chicago Tribune. Tribune. This has been the most uh, disturbing rumor. Green said, "We've hit an, an all-time low for Wrigley uh, Field rumors and myths." We said time and time again we will not cut corners on this project and we're going to do this project right and responsibly. The updates uh, were much different from what the Cubs already had announced. The left field bleachers will be ready for May, by May 11th and the right field bleachers are expected to be completed by mid-June. The silver lining for Cubs fans though? At least none of them will have to take the risk of sitting underneath the giant TV screen that, has, that was hastily thrown up by a Chicago area construction crew for another two and a half months. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was looking at pictures of it. Like it says, opening days in three days. Yeah. Um, and half their ballparks not even not even going to be, you know, accessible to, for seating. No. Yeah. We're, for for quite some time, for a little bit over a month. Yep. We're gonna. Uh, they're gonna have to go down to one of the minor league, minor <laughs> minor league fields, and just do it there, and just pull out some 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 chairs, and that's how we're going to do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, next story. Um, you know, Conor McGregor, he's Irish. Josie. Also my favorite fighter. <laughs> and also El Jefe Loco's favorite fighter. Josie Aldo is Brazilian. Okay. This next UFC fight for these two, or the fight that these two are going to be doing, taking place in Ireland. Dublin. Dublin, Ireland. Um, so, you know, McGregor's, you know, home hometown boy, pretty much. And, you know, so there are lots of fans there for him or whatever. Well... Right before everything goes to basically goes to hell, Aldo proclaims himself as the king of Ireland, um, and then you know that fires up the crowd. Well, McGregor snatches the belt because Aldo's the champion right now, 
for this tight for this particular weight. McGregor grabs the belt, yells in his face, and then just basically, I mean, like he's the king of Ireland. I think hands down, <laughs> arguably, he's the he's the king of Ireland. He, he and he's he's a bad man too. I I definitely you know you had told me you know several episodes ago that to check him out, and he's definitely. I think easily he's one of my favorites as well. Oh yeah, the UFC. He's just I like his personality. Like he's. I watched him after the uh, the a- the AFC Championship this past season, and uh, you know after I got done crying there, <laughs> I, and they they kept they kept advertising, and so I was like, okay, you know what, forget it, I'm gonna watch it. I need something to take my mind off. Yeah, I was like, I'll watch it, whatever. So I turned it on, and right after he 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 beat that guy, okay, uh, the Russian Silve. That's what I'm gonna call him because I can't remember what his name is, but I know he's Russian. And his last name Silve. Um, he he won by knockout. He didn't even give the ref time to, to raise his hands. No, he knocked him out, took off, and jumped over the the octagon cage, and went straight for Jose Aldo. Yeah, he said he's gonna knock him out in the first round. Yeah, he, he came yeah. out and already said he's gonna knock him out. He reminds me of an Irish MMA Muhammad Ali. Yeah, he's definitely he definitely has a swagger towards him. But I mean, I, I love it. It'll be that now. I would go and pay money for this. this yeah. fight. I think it'd be a good fight. Um, but I don't know if I'd pay ninety nine. I probably wouldn't pay ninety nine dollars still. But I, I would go and to pay watch, money for it to watch two old men fight. No, I'm saying to watch this fight. Oh no, I'm talking about the Manny Paco and. Oh no, Mayweather. I'm saying I wouldn't pay ninety. I would definitely wouldn't pay ninety nine for that. I'm saying I don't think I'd pay even ninety nine dollars for the Col- Conor McGregor and the Jersey Auto fight. I, w- I wouldn't pay ninety nine dollars to watch anything on TV, all right? Unless it came with the package. No, I'm not doing that. I'm a cheapskate. I'm not doing that. My brother was wanting to watch WrestleMania. I told him, no, we're not, no. You guys ought to really just invest in the network. I've been trying to push it through. It's $10 a month. I mean, it's not. I've been trying to push it through with my mom, but you know what? Trying to get stuff trying to get stuff through to her sometimes is like trying to put Pull a teeth. new law through Congress. They might have a a trial period. I think they, they offer that. That might be something you guys want to look into. I told I told uh, my mom, I was like, you know, I said, Jared's on, especially my, uh, Jared, okay, the, the the middle child, He they're, they're really starting to get back into wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're going to start wanting to watch pay-per-views. I was like, you're paying $120 a year for, for all the pay-per-views. Yeah, um, if you watch one pay-per-view, it's, it's paid, especially if it's like WrestleMania, it's paid for itself pretty much. Yeah. You know, and you get all kinds of, God, we're giving away plugs left and right today. Uh, WWE Network, WWE Network, you know, you can We've watch. Get, we plugged them in before. Yeah, you can watch all these old wrestling shows. You can watch yeah, a lot. I mean, it's a really cool thing. My thing is I don't have enough time to sit there and watch, so I didn't I didn't really make take advantage of the $10 a month. For me, I didn't feel like I, I used that much, but I wasn't really into that res, into wrestling at that time. Um, but, I mean, I've, I'm not going to lie. I've been really thinking about reactivating my subscription. So, I don't know. I, told, I Like I said, I told my mom, I was like, you need to do but it. But I'd look into it. They might offer a free trial, because that's how they hooked me, was a free trial. <laughs> definitely worth it. Uh, moving right along, do you have these two? I, well, I don't got the, the, the... You put the fifth one okay. in. Then I will give you this one. Yes. Uh, okay. The NFL continues to make history in the United Kingdom as London will become the first ever city outside of the U.S. to play its part in the NFL draft when the Jacksonville Jaguars announced two picks from the Capitol earlier next month. Well, this month. Yeah, Yeah. April. Yeah, well, technically next month because it goes into May. But given the Jaguars' commitment to play one home game in Britain each year, the AFC South team has decided to make NFL history and honor its UK fan base by selecting one lucky supporter to announce its 6th and 7th round draft picks live from a TV studio in London. The winning fan will be announced, will make the announcement to millions of viewers 
on a live live broadcast via Sky Sports News in the UK and NFL Network in the US on Saturday, May 2nd. The NFL Draft, a staple of the NFL season since 1936, sees the best 256 college American football players picked by all 32 NFL franchises over seven rounds. The events play in a, plays a major role in each team's preparation for the, next, for the new season and creates a media and fan frenzy as followers of each team wait to see which exciting new talent will be brought into their team's roster. The NFL Draft attracted 4.45.7 million t- TV viewers last year and will be broadcast will broadcast its first three rounds from a base in Chicago this year. Through rounds four to seven, each NFL team will then take turns to announce their draft picks live on camera from their team's base. The Jaguars will be the only team to have two home bases, one at Everbank Field in Jacksonville and the other in London. To me, I think that's cool. I, th- I think it's awesome. I think it's cool. I think we should put a football team in London. I think Jackson, that'd be a hell of a commute though. Like, yeah. I mean, that'd be really crappy on on team a po- it, a visiting teams especially. It would be, but I, I think it, I think it'd still be cool. Here's my thing, I like the, I like it. It I think eventually I think you're right. I think eventually we will get a team over there. More than likely, I don't think it'd be the Jaguars because they just sunk all that money into Everbank Stadium down in Jacksonville, and it looks awesome. They're not leaving. They're not leaving. But I think they. But it's smarter than because they know they're going to be playing there a lot. To kind of work up and build that home base, so it kind of feels like a home game when they're over in there. Well, then again, it is. It's 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 a free for all over there because there's no team. Yeah, there's fans when they go to the go. Well, the Jacksonville games in London, they're wearing all every team basically. There's mm-hmm. there's team. They're wearing Broncos jerseys, Raiders jerseys. They're wearing all different kinds of jerseys because they don't have a team. Yeah, they're they're looking for the. This is my thing. You you might be too younger. Do you remember the NFL Europe? Yes, okay. I remember that. Okay, my thing is this. There is such a, fer- a fervor for football in this country. But, you know, once, you know, college football's over and pro football's over, it's really just a bunch of t- twiddling your thumbs. You know, you have signing day, you have free agency, and you have the draft and training camp. But really, that's, that doesn't take the place. It doesn't fill the hole in your heart left by no football. Why not make like a feeder league? Because not, all, not every college football player is ready to go to the next step. You know, we saw it because of the veteran combine. Kind Why not make a feeder league? Kind of like uh, how basketball and baseball do it. Yeah, have a D league or have a farm team. Why not make revamp the NFL Europe? And or, and I've also heard that you know teams doing this in the in the United States and giving teams to cities that don't have an NFL team that have a strong fan base that would support a, a team that wasn't directly competing against the NFL that or you know not even playing in the same time of the year, play them in the summer. You know, have these guys play in cities like you know that don't have you know professional team like like Charleston or Morgantown would probably be a better example than Charleston, you know, and have them play in you know at, at these cities, or bring it back to the NFL Europe and use it as a feeder system. Have them compete in, in in the summer months. Have them play football over there and have them you know be affiliated with you know the Ravens, or you know have you know you wouldn't need 32 teams in the NFL Europe, but you could have a couple teams you know affiliated with the same organization professionally and I think that would work uh, there is you know an a very you know it's very popular sport uh, f- football is a very popular sport American football and it's it's growing in popularity across the country um just I think two weeks ago Princeton University went to play their their spring game against the team in Japan and I mean this team in Japan was is a juggernaut they've won 30 30 some of their national championships over there, so I mean, they're like the Alabama of you know Japanese football, 
And so, I mean, it's there is, you know, fans out there that would come and watch if you give them a, a decent product. So definitely, I think the NFL, and the NFL smart, you know, they're talking about out for in the Pro Bowl in Brazil. Um, I think that's huge. You would, I think it would um, be huge to grow us in South America. There's been games played in Mexico City before when the Cardinals stadium almost caught on fire in wildfires back in the early 2000s. So, I mean, you know, they, they have happened outside of the United States. And, you know, with London, it seems to be successful each and every year. But definitely, I like it. I think it's a smart thing to do. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a very smart thing. Last story of the day, huge congratulations to the West Virginia University um, women's basketball team. They beat Temple in overtime to go to the national championship of the NIT game. Um, and we're lucky here in Charleston because we will actually get to host that game. Not not here at Institute, but the Charleston Civic Center will get to host that national, champion, national NIT game where the Mountaineers will be taking on the UCLA Bruins. So that's really cool. The game will take place on Saturday. Tickets went on sale on Thursday, um, so you know if there's tickets available, and they're not very expensive either. I think there's like seven bucks for a ticket. Go there, pack the pack the you know Civic Center, cheer on the Mountaineers to victory. Hopefully they can beat the UCLA Bruins, win the NIT championship. Um, a scheduling snafu happened. Um, I guess Morgantown didn't really think they that they would make it this far in the NIT or whatever when they were you know leasing out their stadium because the. The Coliseum is hosting the NCAA regional um, gymnastics final competition, and uh, because of that, they can't they can't host the NIT national championship. So by default, Charleston won it. I think it's going to be an awesome for the city. I think it'll be. I, I know. I think I'm going to try to make it out there to it. Um, definitely, if you're if you're in the Charleston area, go go out to the game. Support you know the Mountaineers. Support you know Charleston, and maybe we can get something like this again. Yeah. But yeah, without that, uh, or with that's going to do it for us here on the Triple Name Sports Show. Again, want to wish everybody a happy Easter. You can find us um, on Twitter at AM and the PM1067. You can follow myself on Twitter at PageantDad88. You can follow El Jefe Loco on Twitter at El Jefe Loco95. You can follow us on YouTube by searching Triple Name Sports Show. You can follow us on Podbean by searching Triple Name Sports Show. We're also featured on Mopcast Network. Um, I'm in the process of getting a, a, a image made or an ad made for um, iTunes. I'm working on that. I'm working with someone um, to do that, and it should be up and available for next week's show. Um, so you can find us on iTunes as well. Once we are up on there, we'll share that link. And um, you know, in closing, I want to you know mention a blog or a podcast that I follow that's really really cool. It's called Ramble. Um, what it is is it's a or Ravel. What it is is they you go and you take a microphone and you watch sports or you watch TV or anything or a movie or anything like that and it's um, you plug in this microphone yeah it's called Ravel TV you plug in your microphone and you mute the TV and you plug it into your computer and you you basically call the game yourself and people tune in and they you know you can call like I said anything and people will tune in and check it out and I'm really excited for once school is over because I'm my grad my my gift to myself after this semester is going to be a blue yeti microphone and I'm going to plug that in and uh call games like that for myself just those, to those are really good mics yeah they really are and they they're not that all that expensive either no they're I think you can get one for maybe 60 bucks on Amazon yeah so definitely going to do that and I'm going to have a fun time with that so once we do that once I start doing that I'll definitely share those if anybody'd like to listen any any special you know shows podcasts twitter accounts anything like that you want to give a quick shout out to 
Oh, I, I just, I've been I've been I've been listening to a lot of uh, podcasts here lately, but I haven't found none that I really like. Um, the only shout out I really I really have right now is um, April April eleventh. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I think it's ten ten o'clock in the morning. Um, tabletop. Yeah, tabletop day. Yeah, tabletop day. Um, there's the, uh, the Mopcast Network. And the box and box five here at West Virginia State will be hosting that. Um, when we get more details, we will we will put them out there. But uh, the, uh, April April eleventh at um, at ten o'clock, um, just come out the, come out. You know, it'll put, be in the coal complex. Yeah, yeah, it'll be in the coal complex. Just in the come, skin theater. Yeah, just 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 come out. You know, play play a board game. Okay, there's gonna be board games all over the place. Yes. And also, we're gonna be doing play by play for it. Yeah, that, that's definitely going to be fun. It's going to be a nice, nice break up from sports. It's going to be able, we're going to be able to show our personality off really with doing that. Um, and also, it's it's basically going to be a live podcast. Yeah, it's, it's we're going to do our best to make sure it's a live podcast. Um, one of the things there there will be prizes out there. They're they're asking, um, they're accepting donations of food cans that have the pop top that you can pull off because they're it's to feed homeless people and many homeless people don't have access to a can opener. So with the pop top, they're asking for that, and they've also teamed up with Job Corps, um, and they're also asking if if you have it, um, African American women's hair care products also will be accepted. Um, and what it is, it's International Tabletop Day uh, worldwide. It's a game it's game day where they will play card games, board games, anything like that. And like El Jefe Loco said, we are we'll get you more information as that gets closer. And we're definitely gonna make sure we tweet those out and um, make sure you just come out and check it out. It'll definitely be a fun day, and looking forward to uh, to getting out there and you know interacting with some of our listeners. Yeah. Uh, and with that, that's gonna do it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Triple M Sports Show. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.